Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Deep Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, Episode Nine, Season Seven. We are uh, we're back, man. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come hang with us. And uh, we are greatly appreciative of it, man. We're going to get into it tonight, man. Hawks and Hornets part two. Uh, didn't get the, the, the results that uh, we wanted, but um, Hawks fall 113 to 105. We're going to get into that. I'm going to get into the recap, the keys to the game, player of the game, 5-5. Five, five. You know how we do. We're going to get into all of that. <laughs> I'm also going to speak on uh, a little bit about the, um, the story that was in the news this week. Between Trey Young and John Collins, you guys know what we're talking about. I'm going to give my thoughts on that. And uh, we're just going to kick it, man. So sit back, relax. Uh, make sure if you're listening to this, you go ahead and retweet the show or, or reshare it if you're on Facebook, however you can. We appreciate uh, the love of, of respreading the the, 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 <laughs> the link, however you want to do it, man. We appreciate it. Um, a large part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure that you are following us on Twitter at Hawks Beat. Uh, that's our Twitter and our Instagram. Make sure you follow us there. And also, also make sure you subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. We have a lot of content coming there. So uh, we're going to take a quick little break to hear from one of our sponsors. And on the other half, we are going to get into this podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be right back. Support for the Hawks Beat podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Fellas, we got to talk. Now listen, I know many of y'all like to go to the barbershop, but too many of y'all are looking like Don King below the waist. That's why I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped. Manscaped just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Now, when I say premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes and it has waterproof technology so you can do it in the shower where nobody's watching. Fellas, I know you like to go to the barbershop and get the fresh haircut confidence boost. 
Don't take that Don King into 2021. Listen, let's get that bush to tush nice and clean. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you 20% off free shipping with the code HAWKSBEAT at manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code HAWKSBEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Free at manscaped.com. Just use the code HAWKSBEAT. And let's not take that Don King into 2021. What's up, folks? It's your boy E-Dub. We are back. Episode number nine of the Hawksbeat Podcast. We appreciate you for checking us out wherever you may be, in your car, at your house, at the job, wherever the case may be. We appreciate you for checking us out. Um, this is normally the segment in which I do the revisit my keys, uh, the pregame keys and the recap. But I wanted to talk about the John and Trey story that has been circulating this week. Um, I know a lot of people have uh, either read the story from The Athletic or read a facsimile of the story. <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, a story is posted in The Athletic by Chris Kirshner and uh, another one of the journalists from The Athletic. And it's funny that because after the, the article was posted, everybody starts like posting their version of what happened. So it's like you get further and further from the actual truth, the actual source of what happened. Let me just say this unequivocally, and let me be clear when I say this. Chris Kirshner, the, the, the athletic uh, beat reporter for the Atlanta Hawks, is a good journalist. He is a good journalist. I know Chris. Uh, I've been, uh, I've covered the Hawks with Chris for two years. I mean, and I believe in his integrity as a journalist. His job is to get information. Be it good, be it bad, but his job is to get information and report it. All right? So here, understand this. He is not here for your feelings or only to report sunshine and rainbows for the Atlanta Hawks. His job is to report information. So all of these people who are on Twitter going at Chris saying he's trying to divide the team, listen. The man is doing his job. Get off his back. Get off his back. He's doing his job. He's reporting on something happening within the team. We all saw the game in Charlotte. We knew something was up with Trey. And so he did some digging. He did some reporting. Him and another reporter, they, they did some digging, and they found out the story about the film session. So apparently, according to Chris, they had film session and film sessions can be very, uh, you have to be able to take criticism when you look at film session because the film don't lie. Film, it does not lie. So uh, John Collins spoke up in, in the film session, said he was unhappy about how Trey was running the offense. He said it needs to, it needs to run a little bit quicker. It needs to get into their sets quicker. And Here's my problem that I have when I and I went back and reread the story just to make sure that I had all my my bells and whistles uh, before I commented on everything. Here is the problem that I have. Now, according to the story, sources say that Trey made it clear to others and I'm reading this verbatim. He made it clear to others lately later that he strongly disagreed with Collins. My thing is this, if you got a problem with me or you got a problem with something that I say, 
you need to come holler at me as a man. You just need to come holler at me. Because I, because I, as a man, I'm going to tell you, if we're going through a film session and I tell you I don't like what you did right there, that's me coming to you as a man and saying, look, man, I don't like it. And being that, you got to be able to swallow that and be like, look, man, we, ca- we catching L's right now. We catching L's. You got to be able to swallow that. So if you got a problem with that, you don't need to be going to others and say John was wrong. You need to be going to John. You need to be going to John. And that was the problem I had with the whole situation. The story shouldn't have read like that. It should have been, I'd rather him and John get into it. You get into it. You talk that thing out, but we're not finna. We, we, that's not how you communicate as a man. You don't communicate like that. Oh, well, I think John is wrong. Okay, you can think John is wrong. And you can even, I mean, you, but y'all need to have discussions as a man. Furthermore, John Collins is absolutely right in his assessment of the situations. They're not getting into their sets quicker. They're not that tonight. They did not play fast. You got a team coming off a of back to back. They were in New Orleans last night. They probably got back late. You should have been pushing the pace, but you weren't. You weren't playing fast. Again, Trey has another game where he's not playing aggressive. Yeah, he got some dimes, but he won. He won himself. Listen, my thing is this, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about the X's and O's and the schemes and uh, how these Hawks are playing a little bit later. But here's 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 the overall part point we need to take away from this story. Y'all got to figure this shit out. Like, y'all got to figure it out. Everybody's playing for themselves. Everybody's playing for themselves. JC wants that max money. He wants to be an all-star. Trey said he wants to win, and he's hobnobbing with all the stars. But nobody wants to come out here and make shots when it's time to make shots in the fourth quarter. Y'all two the leader of this squad. And this squad is only going to go as far as you two take them, especially because you got all everybody out here who's, who's hurting right now. The team is only going to go as far as y'all two take them. And if y'all don't get it together and play together, it's going to be another 20, 30 win season. Period. Well, I don't know if 20 or 30 wins because 30 wins might get you in the playoffs, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Figure it out. Stop playing for yourselves and start winning some ball games. We'll be back right after this. All right, folks, let's get into it. Hawks and the Hornets, man. Hawks uh, lose their fourth in a row, lose to the Hornets again, 113 to 105. And uh, let's get into a little bit of this recap. Uh, Hawks start bogey instead of Cam. And I. I <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. I, I've always said that starting games it is not that big of a deal. What's more important is how you close and all that stuff in the middle, right? Cam has been playing not good if you've seen him play. I mean, like defensively, he's been okay. Offensively, he's he hasn't he hasn't been there. Ten points a game, four rebounds, one point four assists, shooting thirty four percent on this year. Uh, he's shooting 28% from three. Um, that's not good for your starting shooting guard, period. 
that's not good for your starting two, uh, starting two guard. So uh, I can see Coach uh, want to start Bogey after the game. He said he kind of wanted to give Cam some different looks. Wanted to see if he can get the offense going with Bogey. It's not a big deal. You guys probably make it a big deal, but it's not. Um, Bogey actually got off to a decent start before he got injured. Uh, five points, two of five shooting. After the end of four, I thought the Hawks looked okay. I thought they looked okay. 29, 29 to 28 after one. Uh, John Collins looked really good. Looked like they were trying to feature him a little bit. Uh, threw a couple lobs that missed. Uh, 9.6 rebounds. John starts the game off four for four. I thought Trey looked okay. I, I thought that he still didn't look like himself, though. Uh, four points, three assists in that first quarter. And the Hawks, after one, are leading. Um, then, of course, the bench comes in. And I know you guys hate that, but I thought the bench play was pretty decent. Um, you you start the second quarter with BG, uh, Cam, Kevin Herter, Solo, and Clint. Uh, I, thought they, I mean, I thought they did all right. But here's the thing, man. When you shoot a lot of threes, you really need to make a certain amount of them to really justify you keep shooting threes, <laughs> right? So Hornets go on a run. Didn't matter who was out there. So that first unit of, of BG, Cam, Kevin Herter, Solo, and Clint, uh, they were replaced by Trey Bogey. Uh, Kevin Herter played this whole second quarter, I think, because he was out there. Um, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins. Uh, Bogey goes down in the second quarter, bad knee injury. Hopefully he's okay. But I mean, that's just kind of, it's kind of what it's been for the Hawks. It's kind of what it's been, but, uh, Hornets, Hornets closed the second quarter on a 22 to eight run. And at the, uh, going into the half, let's see, what was the halftime score? Did I have it up here? I don't have this. I thought I had it up here. Yeah. I need to take better notes. <laughs> My handwriting is really sloppy, but, uh, they go into the half. Down and I, I, you look at the three point shooting, and it looks like this Hawks shot 26 threes and made 30% of them, eight for 26. The Hornets shot 13 threes and made seven of them, shooting at a clip of 53.8%. So, uh, at halftime, Trey was three of 11, eight points, five assists. It's not good, it's not good. Like, yeah, he's got five assists, you know, for a game, you may have 10, but listen, that is not good for Trey Young. It's not good for Trey Young. Three for 11. Snap out of it, bro. Snap out of it. Start being aggressive. Start being aggressive. Um, after the game, you know, Trey was saying, you know what, you know, he, he hit him with the even kill spiel again, not getting too high, not getting too low. Um, it's a long season. Um, he's saying the right things, and I dig that. He's saying the right things, and I dig that. Um, but yo, man, you gotta step it up, bro. Like, you gotta step it up. Um, so I mean, it, it, and here's the thing the Hawks shot a lot of threes, but I will say this all the threes that they took were good threes. Like, I don't think outside of like some fourth quarter, like the game is over, like Cam put up like about three or four YOLO threes, like you know, it's whatever. But like, the threes that they took, they're good threes. They're good threes. I mean, guys shot them in rhythm. You're just not hitting shots. Now, for whatever reason, I know it's all going to come down on Lloyd, and I'm sure it will uh, from, from a fan perspective. And, and, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you're going you're gonna to bang Lloyd on this, but, like, that's how they coach nowadays. It's just how they coach. I used to bang Bud on this. I'm like, why are you shooting so many damn threes if you're only – 
if you're only hitting a certain percentage. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The difference between Lloyd and Bud is that Bud had a much better defensive team, much better defensive team. Like that unit was locked in. And I mean, you have Cam Reddish, you have DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hunter, who are good defenders, Clint. But outside of that three, like outside of those three, what do you have defensively? Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins, who's not great defensively. Look at your bench. BG, Kevin Herter, Solo, Solomon Hill. He was, he was okay defensively. He got a little dog in him. But you're not a good defensive team. You're not a good defensive team to miss all the threes that you miss. You don't have that luxury. Bogey, good offensive player. He's okay uh, de- defensively. Like you can do, you can do worse. They're just not good defensively to have the to not be making shots. Third quarter goes, and let me tell you something, man. Cam, Cam, Cam started hitting some threes. Uh, they cut into the lead. They get it down to two, and then it was just all Lamelo. <laughs> like it was just all Lamelo guys. Um. LaMelo is good. Here, here's what I have that written down in my notes. LaMelo was good. Trey's defense is really bad. Like, Trey was, like, exceptionally bad tonight defensively. Really bad defensively. But LaMelo, every time that Trey was switched on him, it was blood. LaMelo saw blood in his eyes every time Trey was on him. That is why he balled out the way he balled out. Now, LaMelo is, is, is going to be a really good basketball player, I believe. But for him to recognize, like, I got Trey on me. I'm going at him. Like, he went at him. Salute to that man, uh, the youngest player in the league, to get a triple-double at 19 years old. 22 points, 11, 11 assists, 12 boards. He's a special kid. They didn't need the 40 tonight from Hayward because they got the triple-dub from LaMelo. They also had 23 from Rozier, 22 from Washington, and Hayward just had 13. <laughs> I sent out a tweet. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Let me see if I can pull it up. I sent out a tweet about the difference between Charlotte and uh, Atlanta tonight. And Let me read it for you. Let me just find it. Let me pull up my Twitter real quick. Here we go. Absolutely no mid-range scoring for the Hawks tonight. They didn't do anything mid-range. Nothing mid-range. Uh, it, it was all just yoking threes. That, that, that was the game. That was the game plan tonight. They just gonna yoke threes. They got good threes, but that's what it was tonight. I said Charlotte is more confident. They were more athletic. They had more shooters, more creators. The Hawks. They had better unis. That's <laughs> that, that. That's pretty much what it boiled down to tonight. Hawks lose one hundred five to one thirteen. Um, your backcourt stinks. Your backcourt stinks. And listen to me. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this as as somebody who is just you know trying to get a soundbite or anything like that. But your backcourt stinks. Last night. I mean, the game before tonight. The Hawks, the Hawks uh, backcourt got out. Let me, let me pull up because I took a picture of it. In, in the first game in Atlanta, the Graham and Rozier combo, 25 points, 4-14 from three-point range, three turnovers, they were a plus 25. 
the young and reddish backcourt. This is the game one in Atlanta. 15 points, zero from 11 from three, eight turnovers, negative 18. Listen, I don't care what the X, Y, I don't care about all of the, 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 the superlatives and the all-stars and none of that stuff. If you can't outplay Devontae Graham and, and Rozier, you're not going to sniff the playoffs. You have to be better than that duo. And I'm not saying that's, that's no disrespect to them. But if this, if this is the if this is a step you want to take, you got to do better than that. When you look at efficiency, when you look at efficiency, all of your efficient players were your frontline guys. John Collins, four for seven. John Collins started four for four in the game in the fourth quarter. Why does he only have seven shots in the game? Four for four in the first quarter. And he only ends the he ends the game with seven shots. DeAndre Hunter, I thought he was solid. DeAndre's always been solid. He's been the most solid player to me all season long. Front court player, twenty points, eight boards, six to twelve from the shooting, six to twelve from the field, one from three, one one of three from three point lane. Capella, two for six, seven points, thirteen boards. All three of those guys. They, they are the model of consistency. Your front court is the model of consistency. Look at your back court. Trey Young, 5 and 19. Cam Reddish, 6 and 17. Bogey's are, I'm not going, I'm not going to grade Bogey. You know, he, he got hurt. Godwin, 2 and 6. Herder, 4 and 13. Your inefficient guys are taking all the shots. Your inefficient guys are taking all the shots. Y'all can get mad at me if you want. Oh, you know, you love Ken, you love Trey. I get it. Yada, yada, yada. They're taking all the shots. They're shooting at a low percentage. And you're not good defensively to overcome that. That sums it up. That 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 not only sums up this game, but that sums up the losing streak. The guys who are efficient aren't taking the most shots. Period. You want to win some ball games? The guys taking the most shots need to become more efficient. They do. I mean, that, that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Really don't know what to tell you. Let's go back and revisit some of the keys to the game. If you're new to the podcast, each game, I give my keys to the game. Uh, I, I, I give my keys to the game before the game. Usually, I usually do three of them, you know, just little pregame stuff. I, I was thinking about doing some shows before the game. I was like, I'm not going to do, do no show before the game and after the game, but uh, do some pregame stuff. So let's take a look at what I said. First key, run, run, run. Hornets had a game in New Orleans last night. Hawks have two days of rest. Trey needs to push the pace and hope that around the third quarter, the Hornets' legs got tired. Listen. When did they make the run? Tell me, when did they make the run? In the third quarter. Hawks make a run in the third quarter. They get it down to two. They're starting to weigh in confident that they had their moment to take advantage of it, but they didn't. They got it down to two, and that was it, and then they just started balling again. Stay together. No man is bigger than the team. You only get W's with team ball. Stay together. Move the ball and play team defense. I thought the defense was trash tonight. I thought Cam played okay on defense. I thought D. Hunter did a really good. I thought he was better than average tonight on defense. 
I thought Hunter was better than average tonight on defense. Clint is always good defensively. I thought John did okay on defense. I thought he was okay. Lock up Hayward. Last time he dropped 44. That can't happen again. I said they need to take that shit personal. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, I, I thought for what it's worth, I think that for what it's worth, I thought that Hunter did an exceptional job on Hayward tonight. Problem is, they had a backup. They didn't need Hayward to go for 44 tonight. They didn't need for him to go for 44 tonight. They just needed him to get what? What did he give him, like 14? 14? Let me, let me pull up the box score. Gordon Hayward, 13 points. 6 of 14. I thought, I thought Hunter played a You would have liked to have seen Hunter on LaMelo a little bit more. The problem that I saw is LaMelo... Every time that he, uh, every time he had the ball, the Hawks seem to be switching a lot. And switching means uh, when the guys run picks, you just switch. You know, you switch. It seemed to do a lot of switching, one to four, from you know, from the point guard to power four, one to four. That's what I mean by one to four. And so, a lot of times, Trey ended up on Lamelo, and it seemed. Go back and watch the tape. Every time Lamelo had the ball and Trey had what was on him, he went at him. He either got a bucket or got the assist. He went at him. He had blood in his eye. Lamelo, Lamelo, <laughs> Lamelo was was good tonight. And Dominique's talking about Lamelo tonight, like like it, like it was a surprise. Like, nah, man, that boy's bonafide, man. He's gonna be a good basketball player. But that's so much for the recap and the keys to the game. Uh, let's get into the. Um, Let's, let's 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 do the Fab Five. Fab Five. Fab Five is this. Uh, each night uh, I do the post game. I give you five game, five players who I think uh, are the Hawks' best five players. And um, and I don't do it in any particular order. Um, I'll just go through them. I'll just tell you how they played their stats and just my thoughts on them. Uh, Trey thought Trey was one of the five. Um, 15 points, 10 assists. 10 assists is not easy to get in the NBA. Let me just say that. It's not easy to get. He got 10 assists and he didn't play that well. I mean, that shows you the talent that he has. 0 for 5 from 3. Got to do better. 5 for 19 from the field. I'm not really into percentages of shooting, but you got to do better if you're not going to ball out in that fourth quarter. If you're 5 of 25, from the, the field and you go four of seven in the fourth quarter, I'm not going to bang you on, on your, on your, on your field goal percentage. You see how that can be tricky. So you didn't do nothing in the fourth quarter and you were five of 19. I mean, he, I know he got his hurt. He uh, hurt his wrist. Uh, he said it wasn't too bad, but um, you know, hopefully he'll be okay. I got Trey in there. Who else do I got? Kevin Herter. He's, he's the only guy on the bench that I'm putting on there. Oh, well, not, no, I've got, I got Cam in there as well. Uh, Kevin Herter, 4-13. I thought he missed a lot of open threes. He was 3 for 10, 11 points, 6 assists. I like Kevin because Kevin seems like he plays hard. He seems like he plays hard, and I, and I, I don't always get that from uh, everybody sometimes on the, on the uh, you know, on the squad. I got Trey. I got Kevin. Uh, Dre. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, I mean DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Jordan's not even on the team. I thought DeAndre Hunter was was really good. Twenty points, eight assist, I mean eight rebounds, six to twelve shooting. Um, thought he he was the best defender tonight on the Hawks team. He is uh, probably the best Hawks best uh, two way player on the squad. Um, 
see Trey, uh, Trey, Kevin, Dre, and uh, I'm gonna go front court. I'm gonna go. No, I'm, I'm gonna leave Cam off. I'm gonna leave Cam off, even though Cam uh, made a couple shots, finished with 21 points. I could switch Cam or Kevin. I mean, Cam or Kevin. I mean, I, I guess they can share a spot. I guess they can share a spot. Cam was 21 points. I don't think he was good tonight. I thought he hit a couple shots, but uh, for the I mean, he, he took a lot of shots, but six or 17. He's still not good going to the hole. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, him and Kevin can share a seat, and I got JC and Clint. Uh, Clint seven points, thirteen rebounds. John twelve and ten. John just disappeared. I don't, I don't like, I don't know, like when they realize, like, man, you need to get this man the ball, but you need to get that man the ball. I don't know if that's Trey's fault. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's Lloyd's fault. I don't know if that's John's fault for just not demanding the ball. I say, hey, man, let, let, let's let's go. I ain't had no touches. Are not looking for his shot. I don't know what the solution is, but I'm saying to you that he needs more than seven shots. He needs more than seven shots. Player of the game tonight, DeAndre Hunter. Period. I don't talk about DeAndre Hunter enough. You guys know how I feel about him. Uh, player of the game tonight, DeAndre Hunter. Twenty points, eight boards, six of twelve, one of three from three. Thirty-four minutes. He's the most. He is the most Hawks consistent player the good the bad and the ugly um the good was um man what was the good tonight <laughs> what was the good tonight uh the good was, was kind of hard to find it was good to see cam knock down a couple threes i'll say that man has been struggling mightily and I don't know if his confidence came back because he yoked up 13 threes. Well, now, nah, again, a couple of those were some YOLO threes, but uh, it was good to see Cam hit a couple shots. So that was my good. The bad is, look, man, you don't lost four in a row. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. So that's got to be bad. And the ugly is the bogey injury. Look, man, you're starting to have a lineup of Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn, uh, bogey, Okongwu and Gallinari as your NBA all injury team for the Hawks. That's not Lloyd's fault when you can explain injuries, but that's what it is right now. You're banged up. You got to figure it out. And you know who needs to figure it out? JC, Trey Young. I'm putting this on the leaders. And Lloyd needs to figure it out too. A lot of people call me a Lloyd Pierce apologist. Call like I said, you need to you need to rally the troops, Lloyd. You need to rally the troops. I don't know I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but it's on you, brother. I think that you can do it. I don't think you're gonna get a fair shake, but you gotta rally the troops. You gotta figure out when something's not working. You gotta get away from it. You know, I don't know I don't know what that means, but you gotta figure it out, man. Long season ahead, guys. Philly on Monday, and um, I'm not sure we'll have another podcast before then. I doubt it, but uh, I, I want to keep on doing the post-game pods, and I'll just kind of get in where I fit in. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you guys for checking out the Hawksby Podcast, episode number nine. This is uh, season seven. Like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you.
L-O-V-E, love. Peace. We out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.